0: What's going on and welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. The Pelicans have the day off. It's been a couple tough losses for New Orleans as they fall to the Utah Jazz Monday night and then the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, just two of the top three teams in the Western Conference. And then the number one team comes in tomorrow. That is the Golden State Warriors. More on that in a little bit, but I'd like to welcome in our next guest, Aaron Hardigan who is Valley Sports New Orleans studio host. You can watch her pregame, halftime, and postgame on your television screen. Always love when Erin comes on and she joins us to share her wisdom on our favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans. Hello, Erin, already doing a cool dance. It's good to talk to you on this it's Wednesday. Not,
1: it's not a Pelicans podcast with you unless I begin it with my lame dance here. I'm trying to be cool. It's Keep okay. My dad over.
0: dancing's right on cue. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all I got is the dad moves, the dad bod, you know.
1: Thank God no one can see this. Let's just be, <laughs> let's be grateful for that. No one can see our dance moves here on the pod, but no, happy to be with you. And I'm actually, I don't, I don't mean to like cut you off or at least open on, on a note, maybe you weren't expecting, but I got to know how your call in Milwaukee was recently with, uh, with some of the unprecedented circumstances over yes. the last month. I know We've you have been getting... Got-
0: we've been getting through it uh yeah it's been unfortunately for listeners a lot of me the last five games as Todd's been out uh with health and safety protocols I know he's dying to get back it's been fun for me to be on the call but I definitely miss Todd um certainly would like a few more wins along the way but I had Aaron Summers alongside me in Milwaukee I've had John the Shazer I've gone solo which has not been good for listeners I would say because that's too much me in two half hour span but you know, with these circumstances, it's all hands on deck as it's been, you know, on the television side, too. It's been, you know, just survive and advance has been my theme for the last two weeks. Next
1: man up, next woman up, Jen yep. Hale nailing her play-by-play. Absolutely. In the comeback over Cleveland, which was fun. So, yeah, it's been uh, it, – it's been – a weird last month but it's been a fun one weird is good in my world like we, weird is what I am so I I've enjoyed it
0: <laughs> I'm very weird and my wife could definitely uh second that motion that I'm very weird so it, it's it's been a little bit rough for the Pelicans since 2022 has begun but of course everyone thinks new year new me but the NBA did not think about that when the schedule came out the start of the month I mean you had the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday you had the Jazz on Monday you had the Suns on Tuesday I mean for a team that is missing Zion Williamson, number one in a team that's trying to climb up the ladder. Those are not three uh, easy games to, to start the calendar year with.
1: Yeah, Mark Stein and I joked uh, the other the other night on the uh, the post game show, like who did we upset in the scheduling office uh, with the NBA? I mean, to to think the Pelicans have opened this year with four of maybe the top. Five or six teams to have a legitimate chance at bringing home a title, right? Right. Maybe Brooklyn. I'll even throw the Bulls in there. How about DeMar DeRozan with like back-to-backs yeah, sure. here in the last week? Again, weird last month. Yeah. Uh No, but but you know, it, it's it's uh and and then to think like the the Pelicans opened the season with like multiple back-to-backs. Um, it hasn't been easy. It will even out. So I'm like looking forward to the next couple of months because hopefully it'll all kind of. Uh, you know, even out over the course of the stretch. But, you know, if, if there is going to be a time for this team to meet Milwaukee and Utah and Phoenix and Golden State, I think it's now coming off their best month uh, of the season in December. They finished like, what, seven and five? Seven
0: five, and five, yeah.
1: And, you know, it's I, I just think like they were they were riding such a high that, like, I think if you're going to meet these teams, this is as great a time as any. And, and I will say this, even in Milwaukee, you know, and against, you know, Phoenix last night, like they, they fought until the final buzzer, right. Like that's all you can ask of this group. You know, it's obviously injury riddled We're without Zion. It's great to have BI and JV back in the mix. Um, But this is a team that is going to at least finish till the end. And I think that's in in, in part to the coaching of Willie green, you know, that's kind of what he's instilled here um, is, is, you know, playing full four quarters. And we've seen that over the course of the last month, which to me, and I'm really good at finding moral victories, as you and I have discussed off Mm -hmm. air, uh, has been one for me is just the fight, the heart, the next man up mentality that this team has shown over the the last month.
0: Yeah. I mean, last night's game was a clutch time situation for the first couple of minutes down, you know, two at one point, one on 195 was the same against Utah. But these teams like the Jazz and the Suns just have the firepower to kind of punch you right back in the face as soon as you like oh okay I'm coming and they go not so fast I mean Devin Booker Chris Paul last night Cam Johnson I mean that's just the kind of things that you hope in a couple of years that's the Pelicans doing this some other teams not the other way around but like you said I feel like that's a good opportunity for guys like Herbert Jones to go through these situations I mean Jackson Hayes has been getting a lot more minutes even Brandon Ingram I mean people forget that he's only what 24 years old so I mean, these are not guys that are 30, 35 that are going through the motions. These are guys that are still learning how to, how to win in the NBA.
1: Yeah. And Brandon was much better last night. I, I noticed uh, it was against Utah. I think it was his first game back after missing two games that left Achilles soreness. I, I noticed he was favoring that, that left leg a bit and and that's going to happen, right? Like, you know, going, I mean, and Achilles is nothing to play around with no. as, as we've learned in the past with yes. players that have undergone Achilles injuries uh, DeMarcus Cousins one of them yep. no to 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 think uh, you know i think Brandon you know it was kind of like that kind of shaking off the rust as willie put it um following that game against Utah and then we saw you know we saw him last night you know he he was back and and Jonas Jonas like feasted against the Phoenix squad without how many? Like they—they they were without like six of their bigs.
0: Yeah, basically everyone Kaminsky, no McGee, no Aiden. I mean, they were starting Jalen Smith. Yeah. yeah, they started Jalen Smith, and then Bismack Biyombo, who just signed with them, came off the bench and put up 16 points.
1: Yeah, and but uh, but JV at least got get another double double, 26 yep. tied with Jokic, I believe. Sabonis has one more, and then of course Rudy Gobert leading the league with 31. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for JV at least to like chase that double-double crown this year. That 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 will be a moral victory for me here in this season. Um, and I'm hoping to get him into the midseason classic. I know he and Brandon are both uh, candidates at this point. And so pelicans.com for all of you out there. Hit, here you go. Uh, hit the website, get him in. Uh, to think it's in Cleveland this year. Uh, all years in a year where the Cavs are actually playing pretty well. They're David Wesley's surprise team in the East. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I just think this Pelican squad... the the way they have handled the adversity over the last month with injuries or health and safety protocols or, or, or what have you, you've seen guys like Josh Hart step up and impact the game in ways, not always seen in a box score, which is something Willie encourages, right? Like Willie, Willie's like, you know, think beyond scoring has kind of been the theme this year. And Josh has uh, perhaps embraced that better than anyone on this squad. And then you have Herb Jones, who, I think he had like eight double digit scoring performances in in December alone. Uh, You know, he like, he's a guy that, yeah, we knew he could lock him up on the defensive end as the reigning SEC defensive player of the year. But if he can continue this offensive consistency of late uh, I did go out on a limb saying maybe he should at least be in rookie of the year conversation, at least his name thrown in a circle. But I will say this, there is no, like, tell me he is not going to make an all defensive NBA team at this point. Like he's got, he's locked up. We've, we've shown the numbers. He's locked up Donovan Mitchell. He's locked up Paul George, Anthony Edwards. I mean, his first NBA start was against Zach Levine. And I think he was like a plus 17 and like a 20 point loss or whatever it was, you know, yeah. like, like he's like, he at least deserves an all defensive NBA team.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he leads the team in steals and blocks. I mean, this is a team, you know, that has some good defensive players in there and he's the one that leads him in that category. He is guarding the best player every night. Um, and just you know, 15 straight games of at least one block. That's a new franchise rookie record. I mean, every single night you're seeing something different from him. And now you're seeing fans trying to get his jersey. It seems like it's been hard to come by. And now, you know, last night I saw a good amount of Jones number five's jerseys. I mean, he's becoming one of the more popular players on this team, and rightfully so.
1: It's probably because Antonio Daniels named himself the president of the Herb Jones fan club. And so the fans of Antonio Daniels are now thus fans of Herb Jones. I mean, it kind of makes sense. No, he like, listen, he's, he's a kid that just gets it. I don't know how else to, how else to put it for lack of it. Like he just has this IQ and this sense of the game that uh, as AD and David have both mentioned on the show before is, difficult to grasp as an NBA rookie. And he came in here just kind of understanding that end of the floor. Um, and I think if you can, if you can begin there, if you can at least understand the defensive end offense will come. And we've seen that again over the last month with her to think he was even just nominated for December player of the month, uh, is, is a, is a victory in my mind, considering, you know, the, the league, he, he now has the league on notice. Right. And, And um, it's been fun to watch his growth, but, you know, I know training with a guy like Josh Hart has helped. And again, they they both kind of have that bulldog mentality, which is something Mm -hmm. Willie loves. So he wants more of his guys to kind of have that. Um, So I just think, um, I I don't know, this team has a bright future and I'm looking forward to seeing what the next couple of months have in store for him.
0: Well, even the next night, I mean, you talk about Herbert Jones guarding the best guy. Can you imagine what it could be like tomorrow as he welcomes in, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. I think Herbert Jones against Steph Curry, that's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, Steph can do it from all over the place, and that's what's so hard. One person cannot, I don't care if it's the best defender in the world, one-on-one cannot defend Steph Curry, but I would like to see Herbert Jones on him a little bit and and see how it goes.
1: Listen, if Herb can lock up Steph for one night, he deserves January Player of the Month. Like, like, it's it's over. Just give it to him now.
0: Just give it to him now.
1: Um, you know, one thing I will say about Golden State that David Wesley and I love about that. that David Wesley and I love that Golden State plays into the hot hand. Like we've said, whether it be it Jordan Poole or Steph, or, um, I'm trying to think of the, the rookie's name who I'm drawing a blank on right now. Uh, but you know, it, they, 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 whoever had, whoever's like hot, whoever, whoever's got it going, whoever's cooking. They play into that. And that's what we want the Pelicans to be able to do moving forward. We've seen that in the past where Brandon has it going, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, everyone else starts shooting. And it's like, no, no, no. Go back to the hot hand. Go back to right. Brandon. He's feeling it. Like, like that is one thing Golden State does well. And and Steph is egoless where like he's willing to dish it. Like if someone else, if, uh, we saw that against us. Like if Jordan Poole has it going, like Steph's going to continue to feed him all night. And, you know, I think that's one thing I would like to see the Pelicans take away from a squad like the Warriors in in the in terms of that egoless basketball and and playing to the hot hand, playing to the guy who's, who's got it cooking. We hope it's not Steph tomorrow night because that normally doesn't bode well for the opponent. Um, but, but that is one thing that I admire about that squad, and I think that's in large part of the coaching of Steve Kerr.
0: With such a tough schedule this week to end, not end as they take on the Raptors on Sunday, but to basically end the homestand, what the Golden State Warriors, what would a win against Golden State mean for the squad with, with just how much they've gone through and, and knowing, you know, they've beaten some good teams this year, but, you know, have they had that statement win? You know, we can go through some wins that they've had some good ones. They've beaten the Grizzlies earlier on this year. I mean, the Cavs, I thought, was a really good win for them. They've beaten some teams that are, are really good in the West and the East, but, I mean, Thursday is kind of like that game. What would it mean to the this team – in order to maybe pull off the upset against the Golden State Warriors at home in front of what's anticipating to be a huge crowd
1: Uh, and it should be everyone should show up and show out because listen you mentioned the Cleveland win not long ago Uh, that was that atmosphere felt playoff like to me in the second largest comeback in franchise history over again David Wesley's surprise team in the east I mean Cleveland was sitting top five and you know I mean it, it like that that was a huge victory I think one, a win over golden state would mean first victory of 2022. So we could circle Mm -hmm. that. Um, but I think it would, it would show the perseverance through the recent adversity. Again, uh, we're in some unprecedented times here in the league, um, with, with guys, you know, with health and safety protocols and, and injuries and, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's literally next man up guys are getting more minutes than maybe they ever expected. Uh, and they're kind of thrust into roles they weren't anticipating, but it's kind of the, the Pelicans have proven that they have guys who are not only ready for the opportunity, but they shine in them. And so I think Willie's kind of seeing how deep maybe his, his squad is at this point, just seeing some of the reserves that have have kind of been thrust into those secondary roles here of late. Um, I just think it would be, I mean, a, a victory over Steph Curry and company is always, always, um, always huge. And I, I, I don't know that that's a great question, but it's like, I just think it would be rewarding for a squad that has been through so much in the last month. And yeah. I just, I, I I'm rooting for it for Willie. I think of anyone because of all he's been through in his first head coaching gig this season. Um, it's been trial by fire and to 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 know that these guys have clung to him and they've trusted him and he's held on to that locker room i think a win over golden state would be rewarding knowing uh, kind of kind of a cap a a a, a bow on uh, on the last couple of months
0: for willie speaking of willie on monday night have you ever seen him that that heated up you know i i, I was quite i was ready to get up off the table and go <laughs> run down there too and go at the refs um, a little bit you know to see him that far out and get heated and protect his guy. I, sometimes I want to see more of that from Willie. He's such a calm, cool, and collective guy, which is really great about him. But man, I mean, just the way he he got hot. And it was, well, was kind of cool to see.
1: He has a lot of Monty in him, doesn't he? Because Monty yes. was kind of that, you know, very even keel. But when he got heated, you Watch knew there was, a, there was a message being sent. And that is what I saw the other night. That was Willie letting the officials know, I'm backing my guy. Mm-hmm. I, like I didn't feel I didn't feel the call or the no call rather was was fair. So I'm gonna let you know that because in turn I'm letting him know I have his back. And I think that's the message that was sent not only to the the uh, the the stripes the black and white stripes but to Brandon right like like all right like my head coach like you know like he'll he'll fight for me like it, you know like and I think and again that goes back to Willie having hold of this locker room through all they they bender this year through the long losing drought, you know, through guys dropping like flies due to health and safety protocols and injuries and whatnot. Like he has held on to that locker room. And that's saying something for a first year head coach in my mind. Um, and, and that's a guy that you, that you know has been mentored under Monty Williams and Steve Kerr, because those are two guys that also have hold of their locker rooms as well. And so I just think um, for me, like, I'm rooting for Willie because he, you know, he, this is tough. Like Mm. he's been, he's literally been thrown in the fire and, and I think he is hopefully seeing some light at the end of the tunnel here, especially after that December to remember for this squad. And so I think that's why a win over golden state would be like the bow on like the start to this career here in new Orleans for Willie green. Mm.
0: I feel like that kind of reminded me of a baseball manager that sometimes will go out and get ejected just to kind of see what the reaction would be like for his team. You know, I grew up a race fan. So Bobby Cox, we get ejected almost every day from the game as he led the the MLB history with ejections. I feel like that might've been a a Willie green type moment. where, like, Hey, I'm going to show my guys that I can back them up. But also let's see what happens. If I get thrown out, I get thrown out. But uh, I feel like he was kind of, trying to show like you said show his guys that I got you no matter what the right? situation is yeah. I
1: wanted to see that for because I have never seen Willie that fired yeah. up like I mean we've, we've seen him even at practices and he's just like he's poker face and I'm like how because I'm getting heated up watching some of these games and Willie's just over there even keel on the bench so like to see that like I, I don't know like that wasn't that was entertaining for me but uh, as Brandon mentioned that let him know my head coach has my back like when when things aren't going our way when he feels it's not fair and like there needs to be a message sent he will do so and I think it was about time for him to kind of send that to the squad
0: what guy or gal would be your get back person if you had someone that had to hold you back is it going to be David Wesley is it going to be Antonio Daniels is it going to be Jen Hale Mark Stein. I mean, we have plenty of people to pick from Joel Myers. I mean, who's going to be the person that's going to hold you back when you're, uh, I don't think you're going to go out of ref, but if, if you're, let's say you're in the smoothie King Center about to get ready for halftime and you don't like a call. And you're about to go on the court. Who, who is the get back person to hold you back? Who's, who, well, I who, who's the you. first person that's gonna jump no. out and, and protect you? Or are they just gonna <laughs> let you go?
1: <laughs> I thought it was you, no? Okay, uh, no. God bless, God bless <laughs> David Wesley and Antonio Daniel. David Wesley, especially, he's gotta put up with me more than anyone on the pregame and postgame show. So I think it would have to be D-dub, but he doesn't get paid enough to have to like do that. For I mean, he already has to tolerate me enough as it is, but I, I don't <laughs> know if he, not sure he gets paid enough to do that, but he totally would. And let me tell you, if there's a guy that I want in my corner, it's David Wesley because we remember his playing days. Yeah. He's a bit of a bulldog as well. You know what okay. I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think that, and that would be interesting to see. Like, if you want to, you know, get out there and show the refs that you're just, you're, you're displeased with uh, how things are going. <laughs> I kind of want to see it now. I don't want you to get ejected, but maybe if they throw you a technical foul, you know, we'll maybe help pay I the fine. Should,
1: maybe I should rush the floor. I may not have a job after that, but it would be entertaining, and I would go viral. So let's see. You know, maybe maybe we try that next time. Listen, I'm I'm just rooted. Listen, I want the I want the home crowd to show up and show out. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, uh, for the meeting with the Warriors, much like they did Cleveland. Antonio Daniels, who was on the call that night, coincidentally with David Wesley and Jen yep. Hale, uh, in the uh, in the call of the second largest comeback in franchise history, said, you know, they all mentioned it was a it was a playoff like atmosphere, and so I'm like hoping for that again Thursday night at the Smoothie King Center. So let's get everyone out there because these guys need you. If they can't yes. have me rushing the court, they need you.
0: It's also twelfth night package for the pelicans if you want to grab you can get a king cake and two beers for the game i mean what better way to sit there and watch the golden state warriors have a king cake and two beers and watch some basketball
1: yeah where do i sign uh who's sending me the two beers and my king cake are you studio? coming to the game tomorrow <laughs> i
0: thought you were going to be here when, when is the next time you're going to be here we need some aaron hardigan in the well i dinner.
1: i i'm i i heard i was banned from the arena no i don't know i <laughs> listen we we hope to be back soon but as they have me leashed in the studio i'm going to need someone to send me a king cake and at least a pair of beers for me and david wesley how about that
0: you got it all right right, we'll make sure to do so that's aaron hardigan valley sports new orleans television she does more than just new orleans but she's a part of our team and we're certainly glad she's with us every single game. You can watch her tomorrow starting at 6.30 before the Pelicans take on the Golden State Warriors. Aaron, always a great time having you on. I wish we can do this more often. We're very busy with our schedules. But I hope to see you soon and I'll talk to you soon as well.
1: Happy New Year, Salerson.
0: Happy New Year. All right. Again, tomorrow night, Pelicans and Warriors, 7 o'clock, 504-525-hoop for Pelicans.com. And then hopefully we'll recap a Pelicans win on Friday on the next podcast. Until then, for Aaron, I'm Daniel Sallerson. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans Podcast presented by Seek.